Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process in discussions between the authors, narrators, producers, and post-production teams that bring them all together, as well as guests who have listened to the audiobooks and have questions for the creative teams. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Welcome, Wendy. I'm happy to be here. So could you tell us just a little bit about The Flood and what inspired you to write it in the first place? Sure. Um, There was a a big earthquake in 89 in the Bay Area, and um, I lived here at the time, and I thought to myself, wow, what, if the bridge goes down, what, what do the kids do if they're left alone? What do they have to kind of make up the story or what, what they should do, you know? And, but so I took that idea and I changed it to a flood, which is very topical right now. And I made, I made a flood somewhere in the Sacramento River area and where the three girls and a cat had to fend their way um, in a boat to try and find their parents and why they didn't come home from a meeting they had said they would only be an hour at. Meanwhile, of course, the whole place flooded and they had to figure it out. Mostly the 11-year-old girl had to figure it out, which she resented, but she did it and she did a good job. Yeah. With this story where the kids are the main characters, who is the who is this book targeted for? This is targeted for kids anywhere from 7 to 12, I would think. The, the heroine is 11. Uh, and then her her uh, little sister is four, and then the neighbor that they pick up on the way is seven. So they, we have kind of a, a big age range there, but uh, but it, an eleven year old would happily read it. Yeah, I agree with that. And do you have a background in teaching or? Um... Yes, yes, I, I taught for many years, different ages. I taught for five years at UC childcare, and I taught. Uh, second grade in England for a couple of years and I taught uh, junior high school in art history so and I certainly subbed in Oakland many years. So you know kids pretty well sounds like. I do and I have a daughter as well and um, I thought of her a lot when I was writing this. Yeah the main character really is a very brave little girl as it turns out. Yeah, she has to be brave. She feels she should have some grown-up telling her what to do, but all she has is the memory of what grown-ups told her what to do, and so she has to put that in practice. Yeah, I think that's a one of the interesting things about bravery is that it is we're only really brave when we're doing things that we're kind of scared of doing. Exactly. Right. She was scared, but she did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> and reached out. It's and a, it, it's a, it's a lot about the relationship of the kids as well, particularly her with her little sister, that interaction, you know, yeah. where she kind of has to take on the parental role and, you know, it's very cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's um, in addition to, to being cute and, um, you know, an adventure that it really does point up mm-hmm. some of those great characteristics that when we exhibit them as people, we feel really proud of ourselves. And I think especially kids, mm-hmm. when they are put in a crisis situation, uh, but have parents and or adults in their lives that they can emulate in those moments that mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, it's a, it's a moment of growth and a moment of, you know, of standing up in a new way in the world. Yeah, a certain pride of having come through it. Sort yeah. of like winning a race, you know, that's, uh, it's going to be a tie, it's going to be a tie, it's going to be a tie, and you win. Yeah. Because you had to put all that effort into it. Right. So. Well, so it is definitely an adventure. I mean, you know, they they stay two nights in different houses. It's a three-day rowing. They're trying to make a sail. The cat falls in. You know, they fall in. The dog falls in. Everything. <laughs> and uh, one of one of the big adventures was um, when they look out the window and they see that the boat, which is saving them, has drifted away into, off into the reeds somewhere, and um, the heroine uh, has to jump in and swim to the boat. And it's very exciting, and she can't really do it. And I don't think I should say anymore how they got it back. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> it is. It is really exciting. A lot of great adventures that they have in the course of a couple of days. And yeah. I think I love the way that you speak from the child's perspective so well. I've also uh -huh. spent a lot of time of uh, my life as a teacher and parent, and mm -hmm. it just felt very true to me. The well, you certainly did a great job. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to mention is that um, that I. I have sailing experience and I did own a sailboat for quite a number of years. And so uh, I went sailing in the South Pacific and I really learned how to sail. So I put my knowledge into the, all the uh, parts about the boat. So I really knew what I was talking about. It rang true. So. Um, uh, what would you say is your biggest goal with your, your book and your audio book? Well, um, I listened to uh, thriller writer Joanna Penn, and she is really into audiobooks, and she listens to audiobooks herself, and she is actually going to start speaking them herself, or whatever you call it. She's going to do her own. Well, I, I tried to do my own for about 35 pages on another book, and it was, it was such a lot of work, I thought, that um, when you came along and there was only a few hundred dollars difference, I thought, you do it. <laughs> totally, totally worth it. Yeah. And you did a great job. So I was thrilled. Thank you. Thrilled with it. So, um, and my goal, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, um, I do feel like it's something a kids can read online. They can buy a Kindle or whatever, you know, anywhere they want to buy it online. And then like in a foreign country, say Japan, where, one of the little kids is Japanese, they can follow along and they can listen to the book while they're reading it. So it's kind of almost teaching them how to read or say they're seven years old and they're trying to read the book. They can have the audio book along with it. So there's lots of ways to use the audio book. Yeah. Apart from just sitting, sitting in the car for a long trip, you know, and getting to listen to something. Whereas if you were trying to read, you might feel car sick. <laughs> right. Uh, you're the educator in you that is uh, speaking. That's yeah. <laughs> and I would say if you have uh, one piece of advice for authors in a similar situation to your own as you got started in this process, in the audiobook process, what would that be? Well, I would say find a good narrator, which I certainly 
managed to find one. I'm kind of lucky about that because I think I'm a great narrator. So somebody had to be better than me. And, and that's what's important. You know, if you think you're really good, want, you want to get somebody who's even better. And, and then I, you'll be just so pleased with the result. So I, I love the way you narrated the little girl's voice. And you were very consistent all the way through. You know, the, each, each little child had their own voice. And it was, I really believed in them. And I, I, I stepped away from being the writer in, and I just started listening like it was somebody else's book, and I just got completely absorbed into it the way you had narrated it. It was really wonderful. Thank you. Let's listen to a sample of The Flood, The Dangerous Exploits of Three Girls, a Cat, and a Boat, which is book four in the Elizabeth books, written and illustrated by Wendy Bartlett, narrated by Becky Parker, and produced by Pro Audio Voices. This book is now available as an audiobook, in print, and as an ebook. Twenty long, scary, lonely hours had passed since our parents had left, and there was still no sign of them. The phone was dead, and the electricity was still off. I couldn't help groaning as I looked down from the top of the stairs at the water that was taking over inside our house. I could see a bunch of things floating around on the surface like an apple core and some orange peelings, and my homework. Amanda, come and look at our living room. It's a swimming pool. Get on your bathing suit, I kidded, even though I really felt pretty sick to see what was happening. Actually, we were wearing sweaters by now. Wow, all our stuff is floating around down there. Look, there's Mommy's favorite lampshade, said Amanda. We ran back to the window again and looked out and saw that the water had risen so quickly that we couldn't even see a lot of our swing set. I went back to the stairs and watched the plants and a Kleenex box floating in the hallway. Plastic spoons and paper plates were floating around in circles. The plastic wastebasket from the kitchen was bobbing around, and there were banana peels and more orange peels and bits of crumpled paper bobbing around in the water. Tears rolled down my cheeks, and I turned away whenever I thought Amanda was looking. In the sheer frustration of loneliness, boredom, curiosity, sadness, fear, and worry, I decided that it was time to do something. Waiting and waiting was no longer the answer. Nobody had come. I realized we needed to escape. I wondered how. Then I remembered our red rowboat, which was in the garage. It was small for a rowboat and lightweight. I was pretty sure I could get it down from the garage wall, even though it would be very heavy for me. I remembered watching Dad take it down. Maybe I could do it. I thought I could. Finally, I decided I would try to get it down and row it to the community center with Amanda and find our mommy and daddy. Wendy, thanks again for joining us. It was my pleasure, for sure. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us for our next episode of Audiobook Connection.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.